Hey, Chris Manning here from the Locked on Caps podcast. Coming up on today's show, it's the Jared Allen play review. Yes, after the season ended a while ago, we are going to do some play reviews. That's all coming up today on Locked on Caps, your daily Cleveland Cavaliers podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. Cavs need a three. Sexton works on Irving, trying to get loose. He'll fire. He knocks it down. Ground. Here goes Okoro to the bucket. And oh, my. Okoro throws it down. Ten seconds to go. Here comes Colin Sexton. Sexton chased by Hill off to Stevens. Oh, my. 45 ticks to go. That shot is blocked by Nance. Get that big stuff out of here. Prince knocks down that Harden pass. Garland's there. Garland upstairs for Allen. Oh, look out. There you go. That's called team ball right there. Evan, how you doing, buddy? I'm I'm good, man. I'm real good. Um, I can't believe Mbappe blew it like that for France, but <laughs> you know, just the world's biggest footy fan of this podcast. It's just it's it's so- soccer's great, man. Soccer. Right. I watched the, I watched the penalty kick, and I was just like, that's cool. Wow. <laughs> that just closed it. You're dead in your soul. All right, three questions. Pop quiz for you. Number one. His what name co- is Killian. No, 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 no. Let me ask my question. Stop deflecting. Number okay. one, what team does Killian Mbappe play for on, on a club level? You have five seconds. Paris Saint- Saint-Germain. Okay, good job. Number two, who is the Did coach? Did I pronounce it correctly? Paris Saint-Germain. Oh. I think. Uh, but the, the part, the like 20% French in me is ashamed right now. Yeah, you should be. Uh, number two, name one other player on the French national team. Uh, Evan Fournier. He didn't say which French national team. Uh, that, that, this is obscuring the rules, and you're you're canceled for that. Number three. Um, hmm. Let's give you. Let's give you just a general football question. Um, name. Uh, how far do I want to take this? Uh, we're gonna just gonna leave that at that. I don't want to hurt you anymore, hurt our listeners' ears anymore. Evan, we're here to talk about Jared Allen. I would, I, I don't think Jared Allen's a soccer guy. I don't either. He's more of a gamer like me. Yeah, likes to tinker. I bet you he too is excited with Thanos being in Fortnite. Well, you know, he likes to build stuff like the Cavs owner. You remember that? Up there, up, yeah, up there with, up there with touting the owner's son's Instagram account up in Kobe Altman. Things that Kobe Altman said that made me roll my eyes. Well, if you go on said son's Instagram account, you'll find a bummer picture of Dan. So, yeah. Anyway, um, well, I don't even think he was referring to that son in that moment, but they all have Instagrams. Well, yeah, it's 2021. Most people have Instagrams or social media at this point. To bits? Oh, I know how dedicated you are to bits. Anyway, Evan, let's talk about Jared Allen. So here, here are his numbers with the Cleveland Cavaliers only. 51 games, 40 of them start. Remember when Andre Drummond and him were on the same team? Wild stuff. Played he 30 points. Andre Drummond. Like, oh how insulting is it to go from backing up DeAndre Jordan, who isn't even in Brooklyn's rotation anymore, to backing up Andre Drummond, who should not have been in the Lakers' rotation, period. 
What stuff? Okay, played 30.3 minutes per game, which would have been a career high. Uh, would that have been over the course of a, of a full 82-game season? Shot 60.9% from the field, which uh, would be his worst almost numbers. Nice. Yeah, almost nice. Uh, sh- uh, shot 31.6% on threes on 0.4 attempts per game. 62.3% from the line with the Cavs averaging. 9.9 rebounds, 6.0 on the defensive end, 3.1 on the offensive end, 13.2 points, a career high, 1.4 blocks, which is a uh, career high, which second best number of his career over the course, of, well, technically third, but let's just say second because of the, the breakdown here, and then uh, averaged, let's see here, uh, 7.8 two-point attempt shots per game, effective focal percentage of 61.6%. Uh, we can get some of the advanced numbers, perhaps. But then when I describe to you Jared Allen and I say, okay, t- tell me what his 51 games so far with the Cavs, what, what, how do you feel about them? What, where are you at? Um, it's a little tough because he doesn't have the playmakers or initiators like he had in Brooklyn, whether that was Spencer Dinwiddie or Kyrie Irving or Karis LeVert for the time being, or even Kevin Durant, because Kevin Durant can move the rock. And it's hard to fully gauge what his offensive potential is, but defensively made an immediate impact. Jared Allen brought a little bit of juice to this Cavs team. He was really exciting to watch. Um, I know people like to say Colin Sexton is the best young player in this quote-unquote core four, which I still think is a bad nickname and it's premature, but I think Jared Allen is because he's the most proven commodity. Um, he's one of those players where, depending on how much he's being paid, I think he's in the similar vein to Chris Middleton, where if you could copy and paste Jared Allen onto all 30 teams, he would work on all 30 teams some way, somehow. Um, he's not a huge liability at the free throw line, which is also a pretty pleasant surprise, too. I mean, I know Grant in Cleveland he shot 69% nice from the line, but in Brooklyn that same season he was shooting 75.4%. So, like, he's not a liability, so you don't have to worry about him in late-game situations as well. Um, he doesn't foul at all, which is still the craziest thing to me in terms of his like blocks compared to fouls. He's they're almost parallel with each other. He has 1.4 blocks in Cleveland for 1.5 fouls per game. Like that's insane. And his defensive impact, like you can pull out the advanced numbers for us, but Jared Allen has a lot of potential still. But he's still a, he's 23. But he's been in the league for four years now he'll be entering his fifth season next year so he still has room to grow with as on top of having all this experience um i just hope cleveland can find a better initiator to get him more involved in the offense because my only complaint is sometimes he can phase in and out of the offense at times if he isn't getting looks and touches and i think that's more of an indictment on the younger guards especially sexton but he's like i also said speaking of sexton he's a good safety valve and a safety blanket for him too like where colin can make the easy read and dump it down to jared down low or make the easy read and easy pass and colin can kind of inflate those assist numbers a little bit too but i like jared a lot like i was jazzed when the Cavs got him and i hope they can keep him long term so I, I have two thoughts on this. Number one, I think you're you're dead on like him as like a safety valve actually ends up being pretty good. Even though like the quality of his looks got a little tougher than they were in Brooklyn, which is like a bigger systemic issue than it is like a, a Cavs uh, an issue about him. Like he was a good safety valve for you know he's a really good lob option, obviously for Darius Garland. Like the Jared Allen lob catches were some of the most fun plays of the entire Cavs season. Oh, so fun! That the on court chemistry those two developed was such a quick thing and really gave me more hope for Jer- Darius Garland's potential long-term. Well, but- like he is not uh, like he is, it is not hyperbole to say that he has 
the most vertic- vertical threat potential of like any calf center ever. Yeah, well, like at who, least who? in my lifetime, because Z yeah. pretty much had busted feet from the moment he came to the yeah, league. Yeah, but like I don't think like Z even like when he came to the league like had like the athletic ability or, of. If uh, we're talking in terms of careers, it's Shaq, but Shaq in Cleveland was not. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. It's like specifically when they were the Cavs. Shaq okay. in Cleveland was like okay, you know, okay. That's that's where I paused because I was like, well, if you want to get tactical, Shaquille O'Neal. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, Ante Zizek was not one of those players, baby Shaq. But um, I think that's. Uh, Tristan yeah. Thompson wasn't very vertical, but <sighs> yeah, not well, not in the way that Allen was. He secondly, is a I, lot I, okay, okay let, secondly, secondly, I think that Jared Allen also like I feel like we don't have an idea exactly of like exactly like what the Cavs' plans for him are in some ways. Like we'll get into this in terms of the defensive side of the ball because like I I went back and watched like all of his blocks and a lot of his defensive play and came away like remembering looking at things a little differently than I did when I was just thinking about it as I was kind of mapping out how I wanted to talk about him. But um, I still think there's like a lot of stuff they need to figure out how they're going to use him. Like again, this is a guy that came in and was traded for during a weird season that got had some had a concussion and didn't look like himself for like a, a, a stretch there. Um, you know, it was obviously like, you know, there's a little practice time. There's all kinds of complications that make it very hard for him, I think, to come in and kind of do more than just sort of be himself in some ways. And I want to see how the Cavs with, with a proper offseason, um, you know, assuming he signs a new contract and sticks around. Like, there's stuff about him that I want to see how it plays out in year two with a proper offseason training camp and all that because I think there's untapped potential. And, and even though the other returns were already really, really good. Yeah, no, the returns, at least the initial returns are really, really good, but I think I need to see more of it, too. Um, like you said, there's a lot of variables at play here that kind of change the calculus and planning of this rebuild, but I think the Cavs have every intent and purpose of keeping Jared Allen here long-term, and like I said, he, and you've said as well, he is already really good, like a good ex- existing established player, but there's plenty of room to grow and improve upon too. And I think that's what I'm most intrigued about now is like, we talked about this with Justin Rowan a little bit a while ago. Like what were some improvements you'd like to see from like a Coro or Jared Allen, especially in like playmaking the short role. I want to take more of a look at maybe he becomes a little bit more of a shooter. I know he shot 25% this year um, in Cleveland. At least he didn't take a single three pointer in Brooklyn, which is, Interesting. I don't know how it's 31.6% when he was essentially one of four from the floor, but either way, um, in terms of three-point attempts per game, but either way, um, I'm intrigued to see where Jay Allen goes from here because he has a lot of potential, and I think maybe he won't be actively harmful to the team's development as well like Andre Drummond was, which is super encouraging too. Evan, uh, which let's is, take... Which is a name yeah. I haven't said in a while. <laughs> Yes, but Evan, let's take a break here. Okay. Uh, we we got a name, an ultra player of the week, and uh, look, I I, I want to say from a Cavs perspective, I I think we should just give it to Jared Allen. Yeah, it is his player review. Um, Colin Sexton's having a no good, very bad week in terms of trade rumors, but we'll talk about more about that later this week. But yeah, it's Jared Allen. Look, I mean, the, the, every time he catches a lob from Darius Garland, like, how fun is it? How much joy is that bringing, you know? Like, I mean, I think it's just so one of the... So much happiness, so much enjoyment. And, and I think he's just a guy you can do. He just is a fun player, and he seems like he's a guy that is just kind of a fun personality in a lot of ways. But he deserves it for that. Um, he deserves his flowers. He deserves the big payday coming his way as well. He deserves a Nickelodeon Ultra. Yeah, and remember, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. And only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. Michelob Ultra is kind of a perfect enjoy it beer. And again, remember, joy creates success. Enjoyment is in the end game. 
into the whole game. Again, our Michelob Ultra Player of the Week is Jared Allen. And uh, again, check out Michelob Ultra where if you're 21 up and if you can, you know, if you like an adult beverage. Today on Road to the Finals, our NBA playoffs coverage is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it, and at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this postseason. Evan, I'm going to ask you a hypothetical here. How do you have the playoffs and how you've seen different centers perform, either good or bad, change the way you've thought about Jaron at all or make you think about how we could be utilized in different ways? Mm. See, that's... Like, it's a lot of what I talked about, and I think that's why I'm intrigued by Evan Mobley's upside, because he's shown a lot of it, too. And Mobley's a lot more young, and he's a little bit more of a shooter, too, technically speaking. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with Jared Allen just getting bigger, too. I think he needs to add a little bulk to his frame as well, especially on the defensive side of the ball, so he can bang with, like, the Embiid's um, or the Giannis's of the world, especially if the Cavs are serious about making a playoff push. They're going to be a lower seed. They're going to run into Philly. They're going to run into Milwaukee more than likely. Um, so that's just kind of some things Jared has to do. But like I said, he showed a little bit of a little bit of something with some playmaking in Brooklyn. The Cavs explored it a little bit, but I think they can do a little bit more of it. Um, there's that, and then I think the three point shooting is just like a weird surprise. It's not like Andre Drummond, where it's like as bad as a turnover because he didn't take them all the time. But at the same time, I'm just I don't know, man. I'm just intrigued to see what he adds to his game because the sky's not... I wouldn't say the sky's the limit for Jared Allen, but he still has a pretty high ceiling to grow into. Yeah, so what I what I think is... I, I think that there's like clearly stuff he needs to add if he's going to play at the highest level um, in deep into the playoffs, right? Like, I... Mm-hmm. I understand every player that isn't a superstar is going to have games where they look bad, like DeAndre Ayton, and not every game he's had on playoffs has been perfect. And, like, you know, Rudy Gobert, I know he's taken a lot of the brunt of the criticism for, for how the Jazz kind of, uh, you know, got out of tune and, like, couldn't really finish the notes they were playing. But, like, he – it is not all on him. Like, he was the support system for a team that had a lot of below-average defenders on the perimeter, and, like, that becomes really tricky. And one of the – like, I think it's important that, like, the Cavs have an Okoro who could be, like, the lockdown defender to kind of pair with Allen in some ways. Um, I look at just this I, – I think you just look at this, the playoffs, and I think, you know, needing to have just, like, a little bit of an offensive – game that just isn't there yet i think is key like yeah he has that little 16 foot jumper that that actually is pretty a pretty good looking shot like i think it looks all right he makes it a decent clip uh-huh. he's a good he's always been a good finisher on the rim and i think if i think it's it's a good sign that like the like in the playoffs things get mucky and less optimal when when he's with the Cavs this past year you can go look at the numbers and clean the glass i'm not gonna i don't i didn't pull him up i don't really want to pull him out but like he was still like a very high percentile finisher and around the rim um, and in the sh- in the short mid area, like around, like just outside of the rim area, like he's he's still finishing, and that's like a good sign that he has a good touch, and I think is is skilled enough in that area to add some stuff. I think he needs like a couple go to post moves. Mm-hmm. I think um, if he can shoot the occasional three, I don't need him to take a lot, but if he can add like a little bit of, even if it's just that that sixteen foot eighteen foot jumper, like I don't think that's like a bad thing for him in his bag. And look, the playmaking, we'll see what it is. I don't know if. He's gonna add that full cloth, like I, I don't. But if he can throw like some backdoor cutting passes, oh yeah, if he, I'm not asking like, for the world, but like just some smart reads or kickouts and stuff he, too. That that and just being extremely comfortable with DHOs, like he's not exactly comfortable like in those, and the Cavs like have stressed that. Mm-hmm. So I think those are just clear areas where he can get better. 
and again, I, I think like a little bit of bulk wouldn't wouldn't be bad. Like he's a pretty lean guy, and there's some advantage to that because he's really stretchy. He runs the floor really well. I think his motor and his energy tank are just like really really high. But like I think like a little bit of muscle to to be sort of ha- add a little bit of that to his game would not help hurt him in some ways. Like I think just a yeah. little bit of strength to bang inside with. The, you know, if he, if he if in a world he has to defend and beat or something, like, one of the reasons I think Capella really struggled was, like, he just didn't have the strength. And Allen, like, I, I don't even think it's as strong as Capella now. And the, those are just real issues. Um, but, I like, again, like, I still would look at him and think he's really good. Evan, the other thing I want to point out is that I kind of assumed that when I went back and watched film, I would see a lot of, like, very conservative drop coverage with, with Jared Allen, right? Like, I just kind of assumed a lot of it would be, like, he's going to sit way back. It's not going to be dissimilar to the Bucks. And, like, you know, drop coverage has kind of taken a lot of shots this postseason. I understand it has its limits, but, like, there are different ways to play it. One of the things I think that I came away kind of surprised about with with Jarrett was that he is not um, a traditional – he is not just sitting back like a la Brook Lopez, a la what Drummond would do sometimes, and just sitting back in drop coverage. He is, like, coming up to the free throw line at times. He will play back sometimes, but he is, like, moving around. And the Cavs are asking him to move around quite a bit. And they're asking him to, like, defend the pick and roll in different ways. Like, he will come out. Like, I'm watching. A, I have a clip right now that I'm watching. There's a clip where he blocks uh, Norman Powell. And he, like, it's a, it's a, OG, he's defending, like, OG and Anubi. He's playing the five at this point. And he mm-hmm. comes all the way up on the pick. Like, doesn't quite ice it, but comes very far up and has to backpedal and defend Powell, basically in switch, step for step on a, on a kind of a, on a impromptu switch um, in, at a drop coverage. And, like, he blocks the, the shit out of Norman Powell's shot. Blocks the absolute shit out of it. Um, tell, tell me, focus. That sounded good. I'm trying to bleep out our swears. So if that sounded good, let me know. But like Jared Allen just blocks the shot, looks really good doing it, and the Cavs allowed him to do this. And he roams much more than I thought. Mm-hmm. And like that's encouraging. You know, he doesn't he doesn't have as active of hands as like even Drummond did. It's like the one area I think Drummond's generally better than him at is just as a as a guy who has active hands and was deflecting passes. And, and like, I, I know some people have latched on to, like, the Nance Drummond stuff earlier in the season or whatever. I think there's, like, so much to Jared Allen defensive potential, and he's and he's not just going to need to play super drop traditional conservative drop coverage. J.B. Bickerstaff, to his credit, um, was willing, like, allowed him to roam a little more and played. They, they threw different looks that had that, that, that you I didn't catch, at least in real time. I'm sure smarter people smarter than me did. And I want to see where Jared can take this. I want to see what the Cavs, what kind of wrinkles the Cavs add in as they continue going, and as he gets bigger and stronger and grows more towards his prime. Because I think Jared Allen, like, can be a very, very, very good defensive center in this league for a long, long time. And I, I, I think if he's the backbone of your defense, whatever is coming next, I love having that guy defending the paint for you. Well, we talked about this a little bit about how the Cavs need to not copy but take pages out of what the jazz are doing in terms of using rudy gobert as a defensive swiss army knife or i don't know what the french equivalent well, like, is well but... like well like regular season rudy gobert i think Capella oh yeah and I, and I think ayton are the guys i've i've been i ayton's different because ayton's kind of not really that same mold but i i think well, ayton gets to play uh, with chris paul <laughs> Yeah, playing well, and I, I, well, I think, but I'm saying defensively, I think like like oh. that's kind of the guy you're thinking about. A traditional big, how you succeed. There are different ways to do it, um, and I I want to see who the Cavs kind of learn from and what kind of wrinkles they put in here. Because again, Jared Allen is not like like even in help defense, he's he's covering a decent amount of ground. Like he will like like when guys are in the dunker spot and he's like helping, he will like wall off the guy in the dunker spot and then just rotate over and block the shot. Like he's he's so quick and athletic enough that he can do some of that stuff and. 
I want to see how the Cavs can kind of take advantage of some of that. And then also see, you know, let's see how he handles, um, you know, stronger guys. Like, I mean, he in the, in the Central Division alone, like, he'll get the Giannis assignment. He's going to get the Brook assignment. He's going to get the, uh, you know, Sabonis Isaiah Stewart. Turner. Isaiah Stewart assignment. Like, he has some very bruising centers in this division alone. Mm-hmm. And and that that's going to see. We'll see how he does with it. I, he handles really quick. Art. Like, I just am all in on Jared Allen in a way that, like, I, I there's a limit on how much I would go and pay for him, which I think is kind of our next segment here. But I, I'm I'm extremely just high on, and we came away from looking at the numbers, looking at the film. I came away just more and more impressed by how just ridiculous this guy is. Like, when Kobe Altman, like, I think generally the, the best move of Kobe Altman's tenure as GM is getting Jared Allen in that trade. Mm-hmm. That are making just marginal moves to kind of restock the cupboard after. Le- but but having this LeBron. but but this is like this is oh, this more is than the a best marginal movie. He's yeah, made. this is the, yeah like marginal moves are good, but j- getting Jared Allen to like be a franchise like tentpole for you, I think is like is like there. Like I, I if you honestly you you could say like Colin Sexton right now is like be- more impactful because he scores. I think if you're looking at like I'm I'm saying that's like an argument you can make. I think if you're looking at the most like locked in member of the Cavs young core, I think Jared Allen's the most by far the most proven NBA player, and he's only like 23 years old. Yeah, I think I'd agree with that. I I do. Um, I guess just the only thing is like you talk about the Central Division. He's to face Brooke Giannis. He's to face Miles Turner. He's to face Domitus Sabonis. I think. Um, sorry, I. Let's get, I tip my hat there. I meant Sabonis and Turner, and then Brook and Giannis. But uh, Vucevic is going to be one of those big men who might give him some problems just because there are times where Vucevic made him not look the best out there. So maybe those stretchier big men, um, that's kind of where his limitation are at. I think the Cavs just need to figure out something else to just kind of contain stretchier big guys like that. Yeah, there, there's, I think, ways you can probably find ways to work around it. I think the other thing, too, is just, again, like a proper season – um, some proper some adjustments you can make, I think, will all be smart. And again, like I, I he's twenty three. Like I think there's room for for growth here. Um, uh-huh. And we'll kind of we'll kind of see where this goes. I'm I'm just very intrigued by by Allen and, and what you can kind of do with him. But Evan, um, let's take a break. We got some more bills to pay here. And uh, first up, we got our friends at Bet Online. So Bet Online, if you don't know, is the official betting partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. Bet online is the easiest way and the fastest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your youth slash MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive our 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. With promo code locked on, again, check that out. And again, bet online, your online sportsbook experts. This episode is also brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when it comes to using Rock Auto. They're a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto's prices are reliably low for every customer. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution for all your auto parts needs. So if you're interested, go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box, they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Check them out today at rockauto.com. 
All right, Evan, we're back. Thanks again to Bet Online and uh, Rock Auto for sponsoring the show. But Evan, when you think about a Jared Allen contract, and we've talked about this a good amount, what are you thinking about in terms of a number, in terms of a structure? Like, I mean, like there, I think there's a limit on how much you would pay a center, and even a guy that I'm, I'm very high, and I think there's a limit. But where are you at on thinking about him in terms of his, his financials? I think four years, ninety-four million, which is twenty-three point five million. If you did that flat out over four years, is my absolute limit for him. I know I said twenty-five million over four, which would be a hundred million. I've, I've walked that back a little bit. Um, for those of you who do not know, according to CBA laws, the Cavs can only have two players on a five-year extension at a time, so that also may play a factor in the Colin Sexton extension as well, because I think that would be really foolish and short-sighted to sign a player at this point to a five-year deal. But I think anywhere from $80 million to about $94 million over four is where I'd go, so $20 million all the way up to $23.5 million annually, and I think that's a pretty good deal for Jared Allen. I think it's a little bit more than what Clint Capella is making right now with Atlanta. I'm going to double check that while we're talking, but um, yeah, I think he deserves to be paid a little bit more just because he's kind of, kind of set the deal. I mean, yeah, Clint Capella is making 17.1 million next year, 18 million the following season. I think you pay him a little bit more than that because I think Cleveland has a little bit more to go than Clint Capella does. And I think he signed this extension while he was with Houston at the time. So there's a little bit of differencing factors there as well. So, yeah, I think I'd pay him a little bit more than Capella right now. So here, so if you're looking at um, centers of a relative similar age, it's very interesting that Giacca Pertle got like 8.7. I think Allen's going to get more than that. He's been asking for that for a while. Zubac um, signed his contract at age 22, got seven million a year. I think Allen's going to get much, much more than that. Uh, you get into like the the fringe, like even like like the like the center payments are just very tricky because like some of the like you get into the like, in terms of raw contract numbers, you get towards the top ten, it becomes like sort of interesting. Like his contract it was signed in 2017 when he was 24, but like Cody Zeller got like 14 a year. Like I think he's going to beat that. Ian Mahimi. Um, is finally going to be a free agent this year, and he got 16 a year when he was a free agent in 2016. I think the Capella and Turner contracts are the right way to look at this. So, Clint Capella signed age 23, 18 million a year on average. Miles Turner signed age 22, 20 million a year average. He is akin to those guys, and like Gobert. So, and Gobert at age 24 signed a deal that got him 25.5 a year. He'll, his new contract will get him like all the way up until in the 40s as, as he gets into his 30s like Allen is cl- very clearly like not like the Gobert contract that he signed at age 28 is going to pay him 41 million dollar average like Allen's not going to sniff that if, if he's asking for that and another team is willing to pay him that the Cavs should just be like like pay for his like luggage on the way out because that's crazy but yeah like you look at these contracts like he's not going to get the Jokic contract he's not going to get the Embiid contract I think like if you gave him twenty a year, you got him up to twenty two a year. I think it's fine. I think like you can. I think you like if you can get it. Like I don't love like if you're from if you're the team. I think like restricted free agency is a way to sort of like maybe push down the value at least a little bit, and and kind of like get a deal that is if you can get him to the longer term money and still get a good deal. I think that's sort of like where this ultimately ends up. Um, cause like, look for agency is for this year is like kind of tricky. Like there's not exactly like a robust amount of cap space and restricted for agency has been something teams don't necessarily like want to do. Like, so like the Knicks are going to have money. Um, you know, you have some other team, like the Knicks will have, well, again, we'll have money. The, 
uh, for for next season. I'm pulling up the full list here on on Spot Rack. I really miss early bird rights, to be honest with you folks. No no <laughs> no shade to Spot Rack, but Jeff, miss you, buddy. Um, Hope you're doing well, Jeff. Clutch Clutch Sports is Jeff Siegel. Um, so cap space teams like you're gonna like the Knicks like will have money. Uh, the you'll you'll have. Like the Mavericks, in theory, could like generate like some money if you wanted to work it out in some way. Like it's a little trickier for them, but like you have places like like Charlotte that like could be pretty interested in him. Charlotte, like, San Antonio, Toronto, those all make sense as destinations for Jarrett. I I guess I just like wonder if they have like if the the Cavs like unless they're getting something I think good back. I don't really see, or, or they're getting mobile and they just want to pivot right away and then like resign Hartenstein to be the backup and like the bulkier five. Which like I guess could happen. I don't really see like a path here to kind of do some of this, right? Like I, I just don't see like a way that re-signing him doesn't make sense. Um, and well, you know, we'll see what happens with Hartenstein too, I guess. But like I just kind of think like Allen's gonna be war- like the reasonable contracts he's gonna get is an RFA, and that like I know that they've talked about it and I know he was asking for even dating back to his Brooklyn days mm-hmm. are like pretty reasonable contracts with them so here are the top like 10 cap teams uh basically the teams that are that are projected to have cap space this year the knicks don't need a center spurs don't need a center thunder can't see Jarrett going there the mavs will have 34 million they have tim hardaway to pay they have some other concerns maybe he goes there he's from texas play with luca like he's rfa though so it gets tricky the raptors 23 million the Grizzlies, they have Jonas. they're not going to be involved they have 22 the heat have 20 they have bam charlotte has 20 um, like there are intriguing teams for him there, but RFA makes it a little trickier unless the Cavs are going to get something back. And like I, I don't. The Cavs are like not going to take Porzingis back. They have no. I don't think there's any interest in that. Like I don't think I don't like think any. So there, there's not really sweeteners to me. There are not sweeteners that would make me sort of, um, intrigued in like doing a sign and trade here unless unless Moby's your thing. I I think like I would like the Cavs are in a position where I think you should just resign him and like if you need to trade him at the deadline or something like and do it then like I think you can probably still come out okay. Um I frankly would also just want to get this deal done sooner rather than later. No, I absolutely agree. I think you need to get this done sooner rather than later because I don't think you want to let Jared Allen test the market because I think there is a team who would sign him to a, a number the Cavs aren't comfortable with matching. And by all accounts, Jarrett wants to be in Cleveland, from what I heard, because this is the first time, and I quote, that he's felt wanted. Because in Brooklyn, he kind of felt like the odd one out ever since Kyrie and KD came in and they forced the Nets to sign DeAndre Jordan to a four-year deal. And because he's friends with DeAndre Jordan, or DeAndre Jordan's friends with them, um, he started over Jarrett, which just made no sense. So, no, the Cavs got a good one in this trade. Like you said, this is Kobe Altman's best personnel move i mean other than maybe drafting kevin porter jr but that didn't work out in the end but um yeah no intrigued to see what they paid Jared allen but i have a feeling that he's going to be with cleveland long term barring they don't draft up mobley of course and even then i don't think they're i we differ on this i'm not like rushing to, to oh, i'm not rushing either i just think Jarrett's allen jared allen's days are numbered then if evan mobley is drafted by cleveland yeah, I don't think it's quite as, like, we'll get as exasperated as, like, the sex line kind of exasperation that's happened. But I, I think if there's a team I would just look at as, like, being, like, a clear fit for him, it would be Dallas. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, uh, again, they, they they have, like, Ooh. a lot of their, like, the, the order of events there would be really tricky. And, 
like again, it's restricted for agency. Like maybe they sign him to like a poison pill contract. Like that's the risk here. It's like if you mm-hmm. if you if you and you should the way this works is teams are going to do their intel. They're going to do their own figuring out if like other teams are interested. Like they're 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 doing their own like behind the scenes sort of information gathering as well as they possibly can. If you think Dallas is going to come in and offer him like a very player friendly deal on the eve of free agency, and like get and say like hey like. We're going to uh, we're gonna like we're gonna be in a position where like we're gonna give him money. It's gonna be like a two and one, and we're gonna give him the ability to like opt out after a year or two or whatever. Like you should like you need you. Sh- I think you should be working to prevent that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think Jared's good enough where you should be worried about that. No, I absolutely agree. You and I are on the same page about this one. Any final thoughts, Evan? Uh, no, not really. I'm just. I'm excited to really do some more of these player reviews, talk more about draft stuff. I hope you guys enjoy my new endeavor into covering Cleveland sports, mostly the Cavs full time. Um, really appreciate it. And uh, thanks for sticking with us through the off season as well. It's been a very busy week last week for Cleveland. So hopefully they can kind of chill out a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. But again, uh, we'll be back with more locked on Cavs this week. Check out our episode. If you haven't already um, from Monday talking about draft names, you should know. And until next time, this has been Lockdown Cavs. Talk to y'all soon. Starting July 19th, the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021, presented by Locked On and Odyssey. Featuring analysis from the GOAT of NBA Mock Drafts, Chad Ford, and Odyssey NBA experts Brian Scalabrini and former general manager Ryan McDonough. Our Lockdown NBA local experts, including me and Evan, those two schmucks, will make selections and trades for your favorite basketball teams throughout this week-long special event. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y.